0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Project Tonic. Uh, this week, we have for you a very unfortunate, um, but blessed, uh, movie review that me and Sergio both endured. Um, we don't know how (laughs) we made it out of it. We're surprised we're still alive. We're surprised we still have at least some part of our brains left. And as you, as y'all know, if you, if you listen, if you're a frequent listener, you know that we're both of us, we're not very religious. And this one was, um, this was a very interesting one I'll say because as someone who's like is a, a fan of bimbofication, I-, I love the girlies, I love everyone. Um I personally love Dolly Parton. Like I from what I've seen like you know, in the news and from just from what I know as like her being a big celebrity figure for a while, um, she does she seems to do no wrong. She's just a big titted southern woman who's just living her life with a raspy voice. I love her. I don't know about how Sergio feels, but I'm one half of the podcast, so it's just see, whatever you what like to call me as long as I read because I will cry about it. Um today I'm drinking an unsweetened green tea that I got from the sushi bar at my work here's some asmr before sergio introduces himself and ruins the flow of the podcast i hope everyone enjoyed
1: sergio how are you doing what's going on any news to share with us this week before we get into our review i'm doing fine um i just want to say if i was an angel i would not be saying any change but i will be saying got milk (laughs) um and also a double ASMR because mm. I brought my shaker tin and I'm going to shake it on the podcast because it is <laughs> my time of the month and I'm going to have a drink, which is a martini. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I wish y'all could see this because I, I just want her to spill it and I know I know he might whenever he refills. What is your martini? What are you drinking today? Regular? You have olives
1: or what? I don't like olives, so I'm just doing a lemon twist in it. Um.
0: Yeah. Ooh, fancy! And doing a gin okay. martini so- like
1: it's supposed to be drunk. <laughs> um, uh, I do wanna preface it before we start and actually the review. I do wanna say, I hate Christmas. Yeah. My heroes mm-hmm. for Christmas uh, consist of Ebenezer Scrooge, the Grinch, mm-hmm. the Devil, mm-hmm. and I thought the mm-hmm. main character of this movie until the very end, and then very disappointed me. And I will say this lady is mm-hmm. my type. She is mean, she's rigid, and she's, tra- yeah. she's straight to the point, And she's willing to do whatever she wants to make sure she sells the land. And it really disappointed me.
0: Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a Christmas movie if, like, everything... It wouldn't be, like, a classic, like, a Hallmark thingy if the bad person turns good, right? You know, it's always that, like, typical thing, especially with, like, these movies that come on the season. And I was also very surprised at, like, some of the tropes that it followed with, especially with, like... Okay, so there's one part in the movie that I'm going to talk about later that, like, really kind of, like, mind-boggled me because I don't know who the director of this movie was, but there's, like, not necessarily, like, um... I guess, recent like pop culture references in here, but we do see some voguing of some of the gays that work in the hair salon literally underneath Regina's so-and-so so best friend.
1: Literally the right, second to third right. scene, they go straight for the voguing. I was like... Yeah. I, I assume the director of this movie is Dolly Parton because not only is she, is she in the movie, not only is she bringing the vaccine, yeah. the corona vaccine, to all of us, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. she also directed this movie. Just because she was... In the movie, from the very beginning until she literally had the last the line of the end. movie,
0: yeah um, um
1: I'm I afraid think, to say i i mean as much also- as this movie's awful, I kind of liked it,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, see, here's the thing. I I liked it in the beginning, but towards the end, I was like, can we get this over with? I felt like like it was just dragged on too long, but I guess in that sense it kind of makes sense because as Sergio said, like our main character is very his type, and if you know Sergio, you know that Sergio's very prude. He has the soul of an old crass lady, and that's our main character. Her name is Regina Fuller. She is the daughter of one of the like most beloved um like just guys in town. And granted, this is a very small town, so think like some of these podunk cities in Texas. Think about like the cities outside of dallas little very very middle america you know like we have some we it's don't really, in kansas one thing that I thought was interesting we don't yeah we don't see any asian people we do have black we have brown we have um some white people but i don't really see any asian southeast asian i don't see any of the people here so the typecasting was but i mean who what really like i don't know um are Asian people living in the middle of america let us know because i am not sure geographically all i know is in texas we have everyone under the sun come over here because texas is relatively cheap um So basically people, it starts out, it's like filmed in like one set and you can tell because everything looks absolutely fake. Everything looks like on a, I don't know what the budget was for this, but um, our opening shot is very tacky, very cheesy. It uh, it puts you in that like very Hallmark holiday. If you were to see (laughs) a
1: background in this movie, you can Mm -hmm. safely assume it is CGI'd. There's a part of the movie where it's we see very, the main yeah. character on the terrace of her house, mm-hmm. and she's literally CGI'd in that little box they put her in.
0: Yeah, it looks awful. It looks like she's not even rendered in there properly. <laughs> oh. No. So, like, everyone's. So, it's like part musical, part, like, regular movie, I guess. So, like, everyone's singing, they're like, follow, we're in the Christmas vibes, da 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 da. And then. Uh, we see, like, uh, the pastor and his wife, and that's like another trope that I thought was interesting is that she can't have kids or whatever, and that the pastor is very attractive, and then our, and then his wife is a larger, heftier woman. Um, the owner of the hair salon is an elderly black lady, and she has the gays voguing in her shop for some reason. We meet, um, the owner of the general store, like, a scene later, and he's kind of, like, the the forlorn love of the main character. And I guess, I suppose that's one of the reasons why she wants to, like, get rid of all of her ties to the town. Um, Basically, I tried to, like, find the plot online, but uh, I guess because this movie literally came out, I think, a month or two ago, we don't really have the plot, so we're pulling from memory. And I just saw the movie today, so I just saw it last night. And, god, there's a lot to unpack in terms of, like, the relationships and the dynamics that these people have. And also... There's a like I guess like a twist later on that my fiancé predicted because I forced him to watch it with me, and I wasn't <laughs> guessing that that was gonna be her. uh you know what I'm talking about yeah I didn't think that was gonna happen and I was like oh okay I thought I thought she was gonna um abort the baby honestly I didn't think that <laughs> I didn't think that her dad was just gonna give it away for adoption but then I was like oh this is a Christian movie or like a Catholic movie they are not gonna mention abortion I'm surprised I, they even had Gabe of winner, honestly you know honestly what I, mean? I kind of saw interesting the twist, twist at turns. the
1: end and. I just want mm-hmm. to say, if you guys are going to listen to this podcast, pause it, close your eyes for a little bit, even if you're driving, turn your phone around and watch it on Netflix. It is, uh, we will give the title of this movie later on, but it's called Christmas on the Square. Yeah. Cecilia, will reintroduce yeah. it later. Um, close your eyes, yeah. listen to the music, even if you're driving and be absorbed by Dolly Parton and just, it, it kind of feels like you've been lobotomized. Um, honestly, <laughs> and just let that Christmas magic penetrate you from yeah. <laughs> from your mouth hole to your butthole and just let it out.
0: I'm going to say this is like the most festive that we've been just uh, in like the, the podcast um, because uh, this movie is very... Um, It follows the formula of like, oh, bad guy becomes good, and then the the other plot characters have things, and then it all gets better in the end, because, um, the main thing, the the movie Christmas on the Square, obviously, the whole center of the fucking movie is about the square, because the dad, the main character's dad, Regina's dad, is a fucking, he's a lamplighter or whatever, because that was his favorite story or some shit. First of all, who, tell us, how old are these people? Like, I get it like she's old as shit, because when we,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you brought that up, go for it. Go for it. Literally, when they st- when we sh- saw the back image of her dad from the backside, I was like, "This man, yeah. when he died, was the same age, ed- the same age as her main character. They were literally mm-hmm. the same age, and he I died so. six months ago. How is that possible?
0: <gasps> oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so. I, we don't know how old our main character is. Like, we don't have any info on them. We just know that she's relatively, looks like, 60 to 70. She's a very old businesswoman. Uh, yeah, and her dad she's around that age. And her dad looks the exact same age as her, but he should be, like, 110. He should be, like, just <laughs> yes. bones. He should be, like, on dialysis. Yeah. Especially, I didn't realize how much of a big of a plot hole that is. Especially when yeah, we yeah. see
1: backstory of him. Um, when He's lighting up the uh, little light, lamp lighters. It seems like he was there at the beginning of the 18th century, just lighting up fire. <laughs>
0: He's a vampire. Yeah, he's a vampire. That's what that's what that's the real plot twist. Dolly was a step ahead of all of us, honestly. So yeah, we may I think only in maybe like one or two instances of the flashbacks, and granted we don't really get all of the expose until the literally the fucking last like thirty to forty minutes of the movie. Uh so we spend yes. all this time just dealing with like present day Regina, present day all of the people hating on her and things like that, and present does like her coldness now. And then eventually we see her warm up and then we see that her dad has been the same age half of her life and then only when like they like do the lamp lighting together of like the pro- quote-unquote prototype that her dad built because this man is obsessed with lamps for some fucking reason um <laughs> we see that uh he's like actually the age he's supposed to be like 30 or so and she's like 12 and not you know not 60 <laughs> and she's like nine hundred thousand years old so, same okay, so we follow after. her. yeah yeah, it's the same actor. Also, what I don't like is that Carl, like the the, the forlorn love interest, looks the same. Looks exactly <laughs> like her dad, right? Yeah. That's some weird daddy issues. And, no, and you but know But then the we weird? also learn later on as well.
1: What's really weird is it introduces love interest for her, but it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. He literally has maybe two nowhere. important scenes, but it doesn't set up or anything, it. or. It does anything for the story of the movie in whole. Like, it doesn't even push the main character into changing her heart and changing (laughs) her minds because apparently, (laughs) you have to do both. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So I thought that Dolly Parton was gonna be like um the main or like a side character. She's not even like. Alive. She's like, so she's an angel. Apparently, she's a guardian <laughs> angel or whatever. And here's the thing: she's not even there for Regina. She's there because of Regina's dad. Yeah. Like towards the end, she says like, "Oh yeah, I was answering your dad's prayer." And it's like, what? I guess it's supposed to be <laughs> cost- but I'm like. That doesn't, because she's training Felicity, and Felicity is Regina's assistant, but Regina, apparently Felicity isn't even a real person either. She's, like, still a person on Earth, but, like, towards the end, like, we don't see her anymore. She's an angel now, so she's, like, ascended.
1: Did you get it? any doesn't make sense? sense. So, did you get a sense that she was an angel in training?
0: No, not until, uh, like, not until Dolly actually, yeah. did, like, we get, I guess, a brief, like, hint at it when, during, like, uh, Regina's goes to hand out the eviction notices, because <coughs> the main plot quote-unquote plot because this movie goes everywhere this movie goes in way too many directions. <laughs> yeah. The main plot is that Regina is a cold businesswoman and she's been doing a lot of um side things all over, you know, and she's come back to the town maybe 30 40 years after her absence. Um and she uh is basically planning to uh sign away the land uh, of her hometown to Cheetah Mall. <laughs> what what is Cheetah Mall? We don't know. They're a big conglomerate. She literally gets like this 500,000 page contract. So she's planning to just evict everyone, hand out settlement checks, and be done with it. But it's around Christmas time, so there's people who are opposing the people who are not opposing it. Um, during the introduction of Regina and her assistant following her, there's a scene between Dolly and Felicity where br- very brief scene, like maybe five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicity starts dancing with some of the people in the bank for some reason. We don't know why they just pull her into it. And uh, Dolly's there, and she's like, "Hey, like, why are you? You're supposed to be helping out uh, Regina. Like, you're working on the, you're dancing on the clock, really." And we don't know if that just means that she's like, "Hey, go back." to regina or if it's like alluding to something else Mm -hmm. later on as felicity becomes a full-fledged angel we realize that oh shit felicity wasn't even a person all the time she's a fucking angel how does that even work like i don't this i don't i don't get it i don't get it okay because at first we just think that oh dolly's just a homeless person because Dolly is introduced as just a homeless person wandering the streets, yes. but apparently no one can see her except for <laughs> Regina and Felicity.
1: I want to make three comments really quick. Dolly Partner literally mm. said, Make me a homeless person for the first 30 minutes, but make it fat- fashionable. Because yep. this bitch was like wearing mm-hmm. chic rags. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, she uh, really was. She had like r- tattered, layered rags. Uh,
1: second, what kind of drugs are being passed around this town? Um, because like everyone's <laughs> dancing. Everyone seems to be happy all the fucking time. Yeah. And they have no cares yeah. in the world. And third, I nope. was so turned on when she comes in and starts handing people eviction notices. That was super hot.
0: <laughs> no. I don't think so. Uh, Sergio has a weird old lady boner, but I don't know. I mean, she granted, like, she's a, uh, Regina, I think, is, like, the one of the most fleshed out characters that we have. We don't really get to know about anyone else. We get to know about, like, their problems, I guess, like, like when the pastor and the, uh, the his wife or whatever, like, they own a baby shop, and they also run the church, and they have a baby shop, but they can't have babies yet. Um What else? So, like, the... So, apparently, for some reason, we don't know how this happened, but the owner of the hair salon is Regina's, quote-unquote, best friend or whatever, because everyone else was like, this bitch is weird. No one liked Regina, apparently. We don't know why. We don't know if it's because, like, her dad sheltered her or something, but no one... Yeah, no one liked her, except for... The, the hair salon shop owner. I don't remember her name, but she's a very fun character. Like, there's a scene where um Regina calls her to come do her hair and makeup uh, and she, like, does the whole scene and she does her whole musical mm-hmm. number and she's, like, fucking up her hair. She's, like, r- brushing her hair aggressively. She's, like, choking her with the, t- the tie. Um What is it called? That's, like, thingy that they cover you with, the hair cover, when they're getting a haircut. Uh, like, a the avocado mask. She's, like, slapping it on her. Whatever it is. I thought that's a really funny scene because it's kind of, like one of the only times where um regina like has to deal with a slight uh, of the like the comeuppance of the townspeople because oh, other man. than that regina doesn't have any consequences because again um, like she said this in the middle of the movie she's like oh yeah rich people have no problems or whatever and so she's like rubbing her wealth in these people's face like she's really is a bitch to yeah. like the last minute of the movie until so, like she becomes a good person which you know some it's We don't often, we often, we don't really see like the villain just like being themselves. And Mm. I really feel like whatever happened to her, you know, happened for a reason because we learn later on, um, with the dad and her daddy issues and stuff like that. But it's, it's nice to see just a bad person be bad. You know, I feel like we don't really see that often in movies.
1: It was so refreshing. And like I said, I was turned on the whole time. Um, Um I, there's, so at the beginning of the movie, we kind of see a flashback of uh, mm-hmm. the main character and Carl's relationship. And uh, the, literally the um, image, the color of the film they used was like sepian or whatever. Sepia. Um, yeah, it made C-B-O. me think, were these characters alive or in the Dust Bowl?
0: I think so, because when we go to the, another flashback later on in the movie, the prom scene, they're like in 80s garb. So they were probably like children in like the 60s and 70s. So these people are old as fuck. And also, they shouldn't be just walking around. Also,
1: when we get explained, um, the prom, it is a Christmas dance, not a prom
0: and yeah it's a christmas her, dance.
1: she says that her dad didn't let her go to dances at least that's what I assumed but he let her go to yeah. this dance because it was a christmas dance do you know any high schools yeah, that do dance. high school dances christmas dances
0: um okay so i think it's like regular i don't know if it's like regular high schools or like middle america or northern america ones but i've heard of like spring dances um the like the that's the the, the Well, Before, like, you go to summer break, the summer dance, the fall. Uh There's, like, supposed to be, like, four major dances a year that that aren't, like, prom or, like, a formal or whatever. Um, I don't know why. I guess it's for celebrations. Um, I don't know if these are normal. They they didn't do. The, I guess they kind of phased them out as we got older because curriculum just got more rigorous and and other things like that. I'm not sure how it is for people who are fucking geriatric. If you're an old bitch and you listen to the podcast, let us know if you had um spring, uh, winter, Christmas dances.
1: I don't know, but that major- one didn't make sense. The today, majority honestly. of our listeners are 21 and 30, so.
0: Ask your parents and let us know. Maybe your parents are old. I don't talk to my parents anymore, so I I don't I don't think but I don't even think they had those kind of dances either, you know. Ask yeah. your
1: grandparents, let us know. Um, I don't know. And also the main character has Um how do I put it nicely? <laughs> even though it kind of reflects our current time, right? Where people getting are getting evicted out of their houses, which isn't great. I know no, I made yeah. that joke earlier. It's not <laughs> um it's not great i mean people should be given a chance it is we're in the worldwide global pandemic people should be given a chance uh to maybe push back their payments There's or whatever a- the fuck or just be forgiven most yeah. of these should, actually should be forgiven absolutely um absolutely and but i assume in this town in the middle of kansas or wherever the fuck this town is and these people have yeah. money <laughs> you know why i think i i know yeah, I, absolutely that money they have... They all ha- the they all whole plot businesses. around this town is a square. There is a church yeah, right in front square. of it. Which I have a bone to pick about the whole church situation as well. Also, mm-hmm. why is everyone... In- so the main character has a reason to evict all these people. Because they're all defaulting on their payments. If you mm, are on a no. town square, I assume it is the most expensive place to rent out... <clears throat> Pay your fucking rent. Unless you're in a pandemic, which people are not in a pandemic.
0: I think... It's more so that none of them were late on their payments because we would have seen like it would have been more of a foreclosure situation and not an eviction. It's more so because like she, she even said she's like, um, we're getting, we're having the contract in works and I need to finish it up by the end of the year. So in order to do that, I'm evicting everyone so that they can come start the construction in January. Oh. I think that's why. Um, I, these people obviously have money. They all have big ass cars. They all know each other. They all, like, are very community-building and things like that. It definitely seems like um, everyone is not... The, the eviction is, like, the least of their worst because they're all like, oh, we gotta leave. It's, it's you know, I don't think they're really worried about it when they were talking about, like, the settlement checks and things also, like that.
1: Also, the other reason I know this town has money is because this town does not have chi- child labor laws. And we will find out why this town doesn't have child labor laws oh later on. The,
0: yeah, the little girl in the bar. Okay, so... Towards the middle of the plot, I'm trying to remember what happens. I don't even... Know. Do you remember what happens in the middle? Because I think it's more so, like, um, after Regina gets sent the contract from the Cheetah Mall, um, Felicity, like, tries to be like, yo, what's up, bitch? And then Regina's like, no, fuck off, I don't want to talk to you. And she tries to turn on the lights, and then Angel, which is Ali Parton's character, because she's, like, the guardian angel of, of um, the dad or whatever the fuck... Uh, she, like, tells her, tells Regina about more about her dad and things like that so that she can, like, have, uh, like, realize it and open her mind's eye or whatever because part one of the angel plan is to show them the light so that they can have a change of heart and then the phase two is after they have a change of heart, they have a change of mind. So basically, they want her to not evict people. Essentially, they want her to stay in the town and rekindle her relationships mm-hmm. with all these people. Um, so Angel does that and then uh, what else happens I'm trying to remember what
1: else well, happens because it moves that, so slow um, yeah this movie's all over the place but it's still a little mm. bit more concentrated than the first movie we've ever reviewed on this podcast um, oh, so first yeah, of all sure. the person that gathers everyone against Regina is the pastor the
0: pastor how dare anyway. he
1: how the fuck dare he then we find out his name is Pastor Christian. Why would you name Christian. a kid Christian who goes into the career into the career path of being a pastor? Why?
0: It just makes sense. I think also what towards the later end I think he was adopted by the monastery, and I think that's why he becomes a pastor, honestly. <laughs> it's amazing. Because we don't know who that lady is who adopted True. him. We don't right? know who and takes that's him. Why yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. The pa-
1: yeah, I assume he's Catholic just because I the the, the little outfit he wears. No, church? no, no, no.
0: Of the collar, apparently, people who are people who are priests but not ordained are called pastors, and they can have a wife. Um, technically, he's not oh, okay. supposed to wear the collar. I only know this. Yeah, I know this okay, because so my that... fiance uh, volunteered with the monastery often. So technically, oh, okay. he's not a priest but a pastor. Yeah, he shouldn't even wear the ask, collar. Yeah,
1: because I was gonna ask. If I assume he's Catholic, so why is he married? If that's not allowed,
0: exactly. Yeah. By the way, yeah, he he's Christian. Song, he,
1: he and his wife sing a whole song about fucking. It's not literally. Fucking. It's the they second song. They, they barely he even says, kiss. He says, "You are my rock." They barely and she even says, kiss. You're my soft pillow.
0: My soft fucking. pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It's a very um. They don't even like hold hands. Like they barely even kiss. I think they only kiss maybe twice. And I think you can kind of see him cringing actually when they first do that kiss. in after that song, you can see him like kind of when which makes like, me think want to kiss her.
1: Pastor Christian he is actually fucking one of the two twinks.
0: It's a homosexual. Yes. Oh my god, okay, so let's talk more about, because we're still in, like, the beginning slash middle, before we get into, like, towards the end of the movie, which just has a whole bunch of bullshit, honestly. Okay, <laughs> there is some really nice plot, but, like, I love the bartender, uh the bartender and his, like, and his daughter, their whole expose. I thought that was really heartfelt. Yes. I really, really do enjoy that part of the movie. Because it, it does go to show the detriment that landlords do and how like some people all it is for money, but how that wealth and that um, greediness can really really actually harm people. Which I think was a mm-hmm. although it wasn't more pronounced than it should have been, it does go to show like how uh, you know it re- definitely relates more so to what's happening currently like in real life. That's not just on Netflix, and how the how the harm that it does is real. Ugh, my brain cells are all over the place. This stupid fucking movie really did lobotomize me. <laughs> okay, so when we get introduced to Regina's best friend, I forgot her name, the hair shop lady. The f- the immediate thing that we see before we see the the ladies' Karen haircuts are these two men, one black, one white, right? And they're voguing. What what middle American person knows of voguing unless they're ga- where did these people come from? It's well, just like no, such a like not 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 to like, bash hide, on my own people, but it's like
1: the movie doesn't have that factor. Though you know. Yeah, it doesn't. So, uh, it's just I just find it hilarious that literally Virginia <laughs> walks in, walks into the hair salon and they automatically start vogueing. Yeah. everyone else is just sitting yep, down. They're there just like, "Let's go!" And their chairs and they're like voguing out there and doing the splits yeah. of whatever the fuck they were doing. Honestly, they were the yeah. best part of the beginning of the movie. Also, before we go into Honestly. the hair salon, two Christmas trees yeah. just come out and they just erect. I was like, they just
0: pop up, yeah. This
1: is a symbolism for Viagra, and Dolly Parton is not only no, bringing the coronavirus; but she's symbolism. also promoting the Viagra pill.
0: She's promoting the coronavirus vaccine and the yes, Vi- Viagra, I suppose. But and <laughs> Dolly Parton, we know you're the savior in Jesus Christ. Please, Sergio, did not mean what he said. Do not see less reliable. <laughs> anyway. I thought that was such a funny scene because it's literally like they're horny for Christmas. They need to yes, calm down. They need to take it a Christmas. step down. We're not horny for Christmas, absolutely not. This is—they're doing way too much. Those fucking dogs. Do you remember those dogs in the beginning of the movie? And then they have the eviction notice, and they're barking, and then we never see them ever again. We don't see the dogs <laughs> no. at all for the rest of the <laughs> those, movie.
1: Those what dogs were the serve? first ones to get out for of town. Purpose?
0: Literally. <laughs> There's not even no animal shops or a shelter like in this this the square no, that we know no. of. So who who brought these dogs and then where did they go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they emailed China oh Mall God. to see if they could stay inside their place before.
0: <laughs> God. That's a hot ass mess. Okay, okay. So After they gather everyone, because a fucking pastor Christian's like, fuck you, Regina, you stupid fucking bitch. We're not going to leave our city. We're going to do our best. And so they try to do, like, some local community activism. They try to call the mayor. They try to call the police force. They try to call the news. They don't give a shit. Again, all those those entities care about is money. uh, Because literally, as soon as, like, he says that to Regina when they have a brief moment of meeting each other, um, the wife is like, no one answered you. Why are you lying? And he's like, the power of God, bitch. We don't know, but yeah. Um, And then I think it's the day after they have like a town meeting, and that's when like things get all more hectic as well. Well, So this takes this literally takes place over like three days. This is three day nonsense.
1: Well, they get together at church at the church, and they decide (laughs) that Pastor Christian decides to say, "What should we do?" The first thing that someone says is, let's murder her. Fucking beat her ass. Let's beat her ass. And it's
0: an old lady. Literally, they're (laughs) like, we're going to fucking, we're going to douse her in fire. We're going to beat her ass. We're going to strip her. We're going to stab her. We're going to drown her. And it's so funny because it's all, not entirely all violent. Some of them are like, oh, like we should just kick her out of town. Oh, we should do X, Y, and Z. But none of them are good solutions. (laughs) And they call her the
1: the (laughs) wicked. None of them are. The wicked witch. The wicked witch of the middle. The wicked witch. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because of I guess it's a like an homage to the wicked waste of the east and the west. Well, but it's it, like, literally didn't make it. Like, it didn't click. It didn't click in my head literally until <laughs> yeah. Um, oh what it was it he yeah Pastor Christian said like oh the wicked witch of the east wicked witch of the west oh the wicked witch of the middle is fucking Regina and then she comes in literally right after they finish the song and she's like since y'all wanna fucking act tough and shit y'all wanna talk shit all y'all are getting evicted on no. Christmas and that's her like <laughs> "No, no, no. to them. before
1: she says that she's like I think the word you're looking for is the middle <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Oh, also, someone tries to call... Oh, the, my, the other favorite... One of my, like, favorite little scenes is that she uh, one of the people tried to call her a bitch, but because, I guess, they can't curse in the movie, um, they say, oh, um, bless her heart or something like that. Yes. And I was like, that's very... um. That's a very southern thing, or like something that people say often. Like, if people want to talk shit about you, or it's always the older ladies who are like, oh, like you're a stupid bitch, they'll always say, oh, bless your heart as a fucking backhanded ass as thingy to basically say, you're a dumbass, and I can't say it to mm-hmm. your face, but you know you are.
1: So, while this, uh, this whole eviction thing is happening, uh, there's a storyline where yeah. a doctor keeps, Dr. Marshall keeps on calling her, telling her that he has some news to tell her. Um, we don't know what it is yet she got until a brain the middle tumor. of the movie. Uh, they assume it's a brain tumor because he sees a shadow. And there's a kind of, there's a couple of funny things that, um, Dolly Parton makes her drive, um, hysterically. And the doctor kind of sees it she and is like, well, almost kills you need to the come doctor in. twice. He almost kills, yeah. Yeah. And also, before that, she visits her love interest, her so, the person who was supposed to be her love interest. She visits his general shop there. with Tom. Tongue- well, yes, but the second time she goes back, he's there or he's back there. And it's supposed to be a general shop, mm-hmm. but it's more of, of a hoarder's paradise.
0: It's like a, a antique resale shop because I think it used to be a general store because later on we find out that the ge- that the actual general store uh-huh. was closed down by Regina. Oh. That was because a drugstore that, that closed down. Because they needed that medicine for whoever. Well, what is a general What is a general store? I don't... It's like, I, like, the drugstores is a general stores to me. If,
1: no, a general store they, is more when sell? you go in and it's like... It's kind of like a convenience store.
0: For who? Not me, bitch. Um, for think, the general I know, population. I think it's like in those... Cap- Shut up! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it reminds me of those horror movies where they like they go to the general store, but it's also like uh-huh. a gas station, and they have food and other supplies and things like that. That's what I think of when people say general stores. But this is not a general store. This is a okay. fucking I also, uh resale shop. Uh, this bitch has a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, I also want to make one more comment about the shop. And there's a scene what? where Carl and Regina, Regina, <sighs> can't say this, Regina. Regina are talking, and no. literally in the background there's a table that says all the candy you want or all candy, one cent each. I was one like, cent. no wonder one cent. these people can't afford their rent because they're selling things way too cheap. And mm-hmm. I have a wild conspiracy. That candy jars mm-hmm. that you see right there, that's what started the coronavirus. And then Paul, Paul, Dolly Parton is associated with this movie Coronavirus Vaccine. Hmm.
0: I don't think that makes sense. Also, he doesn't have any bags. And also, the candy looks like old as shit. It doesn't look delicious at all. Well, it's, it's from disgusting. the Dust Bowl
1: area. Also,
0: apparently, yeah. Okay, so also, he doesn't sell anything either. Like, he just gives her the lamp that she asked for later on in the movie. And then the fucking <laughs> yeah. people at the bar, they're like, everyone's first drink is on the house. Like, y'all are not following a good model of business. No, Like, no wonder y'all don't sell shit. Y'all have no sales. we only see one <laughs> sale during the entire movie. And it's from when they're packing up the baby store, the wife is.
1: There's a That's selling one out
0: of the, this entire time. Yeah. I didn't even the, notice uh, that she was actually before, selling anything. Yeah. It's like right after, um, no, it's right before the, uh, towards the end, like the last scene we see at the baby shop where the pastor comes back in to talk to his wife about some shit. Um, and there's, like, a girl with, like, a big yellow coat. She buys something, and the lady says, oh, have a good night, and then she leaves. She, but she, like, runs away. Like, she exits really fast, and we, like, well, never see her face. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. How do
1: we know that she made a sale? Maybe she gave it away for free, because apparently this sound does that.
0: She's literally gives her a receipt, I think, but again, uh, I don't remember. Well, and it also, could be a free gift receipt. Because... <laughs> You never know. The plot... Th- we, do- we don't know for sure. We could be, just be making up or hallucinating this entire movie. Because God <laughs> forbid that this fucking movie make any sort of sense. Can the
1: lady Jesus in the Christ. yellow coat please DM us and let us know if you paid for this?
0: Not. <laughs> let us know if you purchase an item in the movie and or how Dolly Parton saved the lady on set. I would like a first-hand witness account. Well, you,
1: you really- oh, 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 Well, I do know the story to this because I did read the article. So Dolly Parton saved one of the nine-year-olds that were dancing, and apparently they were mm-hmm. moving things back to the beginning of the set because they cut and they were going to start all over. And one of yeah. the people that were driving, they were going to move a vehicle and apparently the person who was driving didn't see the child. So Dolly Parton says mm-hmm. that we're serving hot coffee because apparently that's an important detail. She she got yeah. her hot coffee and she saw this nine-year-old and she literally pulled the nine-year-old From getting hit by a car. Wow. I mean, she's literally an angel, right?
0: She really is. Big titties and big heart. Dolly Parton. 2020. She's for... That's what I was going to say earlier. Dolly Parton is for the girls and the gays. I don't know about the theys because we have no non-binary people that we know of in the show or like in the movie. But she's for the girls and the gays. Period. Yeah.
1: And the angels.
0: So... And the angels apparently, yes. yeah. God, all Parton is for everyone. I bet. Um, I so, love the line that now, when someone
1: says "Good <laughs> heavens!" and she's like, "Yes, they are." <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what that, was, that, that I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, I forget cuz I think I don't know if it, cuz it, it never really felt forced because I think she only says it 3 times and it's only when Felicity complains yes. because Felicity fucking sucks as a guardian angel. Felicity is the <laughs> worst guardian angel ever. And Felicity again Dolly is, um,
1: does, is she, a whole,
0: does all the work. <laughs> <laughs> she really does she does all of the effort she does everything Felicity didn't do shit the entire movie and she still got angel status we don't know how that happened um cause Felicity didn't do not a goddamn thing uh, Felicity again way, is apparently um <laughs> Regina's guardian angel in training and she cannot get the full status of angel yet until she actually makes Regina see a, have a change of heart and mind
1: and change mind yes by the way so, everyone can see Felicity, right? That That is assumed, right? Because people mm-hmm. do talk to her. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, at the, no one the movie, when, at the end of the movie, when Felicity receives Angel status, Yeah, how come no one freaked out? She's gone. Because I assume it was a rapture kind of moment, and no one saw it. Or she just people saw it <laughs> she and gone. just didn't give a shit.
0: I don't. I think because we don't really see her in the last, I mean, so the scene before last when like Dolly and Felicity like say bye and they like bless the audience or whatever. We don't see her with everyone <laughs> down below. So I'm thinking like after they left the church, um, Felicity just disappeared and then she got her angel status or like she ascended or whatever.
1: So she was raptured. We, get,
0: we don't understand. She was raptured. Yeah. We don't understand the logistics of this because it's not explained. One, two, um. How is Felicity a human? But all, like, was she dead? The, was she dead the whole time? But only, only Regina could see her. Like, how does it work? I really don't get it because no one sees Dolly except for Regina because she was sent oh. by, by the her way, dad because her dad had a prayer for her.
1: If, she, if Felicity isn't dead, is God just? Is there an application I can sign to get an angel status or something? Because I would love to have a job. Because apparently he's just recruiting angels. I
0: think we have to like, uh, what do they call? We have to DM Dolly Parton. We need we need to send okay, her a business I email or DM something her. because she she got to the in. Yeah, we need to send her her management to get in contact with us so we can we can work over there. What Jesus Christ and God and shit. Okay, now we're I, gonna get to the end of the movie. And
1: there is I, a
0: lot that happened.
1: I wanna say something really quick. This movie is what? trying you to say, say to this that- whole time. I, I'm, I, but this one's really, really quick. You could give a thought <laughs> about it if you really want to. This movie is trying to convince people that you have to like Christmas or like doing Christmas-based activities. And if you like doing those things, it makes you a good person. Why is that the correlation? Why do you have to like Christmas to be a good person?
0: <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's about Christmas. Again, with like all of the holiday aspects of it, like how I do, because I'm not very religious. I think it's more the sense of community building and relationship bonding and less about holidays. Because we see Regina has no connections to anyone. You know, whatever she did have, it's all scorned. Like Especially, I guess with, the right. hero, especially with the hair shop owner, you know. Felicity, we don't even know how Felicity became to be here because again, we don't know if Felicity's dead or alive as she gets angel out towards the end, so who knows? So I think it's more so about that and then there's Christmas slapped on top of it because this movie could have not had Christmas in it and it would have been as cheesy as it is regularly, you know?
1: Mm, Yeah, you're right. No, you're actually really right.
0: Yeah, I think so. In other words,
1: fuck Christmas.
0: Fuck Christmas, exactly. That's, see, Dolly Parton, she came straight, Dolly Parton took over my whole body when I said that, because I don't even know, I still don't know what this movie is about, and I have, like, reiterated the point about it, like, so many times, but again, like, I have no brain cells. Like, Dolly Parton took my brain, and she just has it in a jar now, wherever she's living.
1: (laughs) She's using the corona vaccine on it it to see if it works or not. (laughs)
0: Yeah, she's gonna test it. Like, I'm just her live labyrinth. So, we're gonna get towards the end of the movie. And a lot happens at <coughs> the end of the movie because, again, um, they, Felicity and Angel, which is Dolly, they want Regina to have a change of heart and a change of mind. So, we have a little bit after, uh, towards the end where Felicity, it doesn't, she's like, I'ma give up, fuck being an angel, y'all are stupid, this shit sucks, because again, Regina, Regina is a bitch. She's not just a regular bitch. She is the top so tier. She's top number one. She's she the boss in charge. Yes. If you fuck up, she's gonna let you know. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, the, the scene before this is when, uh, she visits Carl and they have that expose and they talk and try to have a heart to heart and things like that. Um, and it doesn't work out very obviously, and she was upset, and so um, I don't know. Either way, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the bar scene because this is the one that I remember most vividly, and this is one that made me really happy. It is the bar shop owner and uh, the bar shop owner's. Dad and the daughter, and why did she visit? We have no idea. But we basically get like a back and forth between the the daughter and Regina, just going back and forth, having banter, joining each other's company. For um, but what the daughter doesn't know is the daughter doesn't know that she's like the person evicting everyone, and she shares Mm -hmm. her story about how her mom passed away when she was younger because Regina closed down the drugstore shop because she didn't want she didn't give any leeway for them to be late on their rent because apparently before they owned the bar, they owned the general the. The, no 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 the drugstore owner just got their shit shut down because they owned the bar the whole time um so the daughter's mom tried to go get the medicine but it was 20 miles out there was a bad storm and what basically happened is that the mom died dur- during the winter storm or whatever um and so the dad said that because of that regina killed her mom and when regina learns yes. this she's like super shook she's like Oh shit, I have, con- I'm dealing with, she's dealing with the consequences of her actions. And, um, mm-hmm. we see her like actually like have emotions and she's like really taken aback. And again, like I'm paraphrasing this scene because the scene does go on for like 20 minutes. Yes. And then eventually and like the dad comes back because, um, yeah.
1: It is, I think, one of the really good scenes that this movie actually does. Even though the whole scene is based mm-hmm. on something cliche, we've seen it before in different movies. But I think it delivers... Yeah. Um, uh, some intersp- so, something for the main character to look within and seeing how her actions caused all those issues. And all, also really determining yeah. why everyone doesn't like her and why this man, who's the bar owner... Mm-hmm has this, especially this hate towards her. Cause we do see him when yeah, they all gather inside especially. the church. He's one, he's one of the uh, residents who's very vocal. Um, and there's no really explanation yeah. during that scene why, but we get this backstory with the kid who's with the kid bartender scene, yeah. to see why. And we, and literally when she leaves a the bar, there's, we see, get, we see this internal song that she's singing and how. Yeah she's she's noticing her what her actions have caused and and why people don't like her i it's one of i think this is like one of the best things that's done just because we kind of see yeah uh a redeemable quality there that, uh, that this character has and it's uh i i, mm-hmm. I kind of like it i liked it even though i knew like oh they're gonna make her really good she's gonna go back in her world and her yeah. word and everything i was like yeah. i kind of do like that this is the mm-hmm. moment even though it's cliche and everything but it could have been something much more stupider <laughs> that it could have made her change her mind and her heart. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, it was a very, like, realistic <clears> moment. <throat> and, like, we see, like, the dad come in and he's like, why well, are you here? Da, da, da. Because uh, I, the reason why Regina goes into the bar is because she lost the keys to her car. And then I think immediately after this, um, uh, the doctor finds her and says she doesn't have a tumor, that everything's good. Um, and mm-hmm. then... And then this is when like the final scene with Carl happens, I think, where they talk and I don't know I don't really know what happens, but she gets the lamp, the original lamp that her dad was prototyping, right? She takes that home Whoa, wait, wait. and she before, lights it because she's like, wait, 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 wait before missing. that.
1: When she goes into the hospital and makes sure she doesn't have a tumor, we get some much more we get more backstory from her. And we learn that she got pregnant out of this Christmas dance we moon mentioned earlier. <coughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Um
0: Oh yeah, this is where Dolly shows her everything that like her dad had did and talks about the memories yes. that they share because So after the baby situation, she resented her dad a lot.
1: Yeah. So we see She's this like, and we down. also right after that scene we see that the bartender and the kid bartender come in because they got hit by a car by a drunk driver, I assume. Yeah. And they rush her into yeah. the hospital and she tells Felicity Call the most expensive doctor out there because they're the best neurosurgeon, and fly him out here. By the way, mm-hmm. we don't see that scene mm-hmm. when the neurosurgeon comes in or anything.
0: But we do um,
1: see, yeah, we do. Oh, I totally forgot no, no, that.
0: No no no. Oh, no, 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 We no, we don't, we don't see them fly him in. But we we do just see a like, the doctor, doctor come, just come in and say yes, yeah. Um, but we also, I, what kind of town is named Klingston?
1: Yes, and Clinkston why is that of all cities? Why is that doctor in that town? <laughs> not New York City. Yeah. Kingston blah blah nope. blah. Yeah. I also think okay, so here's one of the
0: funnier scenes that's not supposed to be funny, but that made me scream. <laughs> so, um the daughter is like in the head brace and you know she's fighting for her life. She's in her coma and the dad starts singing to her and he's like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> In what situation, when your daughter, your child, you know, the one, th- the one like last thing that's connected to your wife is dying, possibly. She's in a comatose state and you try to sing to her. Oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, well, he does have a very, is, very um, sweet, um, scene.
1: There is a study that says if you do talk to coma patients, sometimes they can show <laughs> activity. So maybe that's the basis of that? Yes. But I don't think so. <laughs> Talking.
0: Talking, not singing. But that, but prior to, like, I think a little bit after, like, he even says, he's like, if you need to go with your mom, go with your mom, like, I'll still be here for you. And that's, like, such a, like, heartbreaking thing to say because we had already know that, like, the mom died earlier before, like, when she was, like, fucking five years old. And so for her to go when she's, like, 12, it's, like, so sad. But anyway, she ends up being fine because also, she, uh, Dolly, Parton, also, Dolly Parton also literally saves the day.
1: Also one more thing. During this time of the pandemic, uh some of us have been a, have been in, put in the uh, that place where we had to g- say goodbye to loved ones. I think this is another one yeah. of the situations where the current situation kind of re- the movie kind of reflects the current situation. Even though this person was able to be in the same host- in the same room as this person who's loved one, but there is a potential That this person is either sick Mm -hmm. or whatever have that you will have to say goodbye, and it's. I think Mm -hmm. that makes. I think that what makes the scene a little bit more touching than a normal scene like this will be touching.
0: I guess. I suppose.
1: Okay, Cecilia. (laughs) Well,
0: but I mean, I also say that from someone who I that as much as the like current situation has affected me, it hasn't made anyone i know passed away but i know that there are a lot of people who have okay. had the situations where they weren't able they weren't able to see their children a uh, fresh born at the hospital and other things like that mm-hmm. so it definitely does affect everyone i don't know also this movie like being made or like releasing this year is very interesting because granted they there's no way they could have predicted what had happened or one we don't know also we also don't know when this movie went into production but it is very interesting seeing this like supposedly like cheery thing when we have all of these weird disasters and weird other coincidences occurring right now because it's not like mm-hmm. it's not a product of its time because clearly there's no mask, clearly there's no like importance on social distancing and things like that. But it's I don't know. No, I get yeah. it I guess it just reinforces those those relationships with others. But there's also like no technology. Like we see uh, Regina's shitty iPhone and that's it. We don't see no laptops. We don't see any other things. There's no Zoom calls.
1: Yes, that's it. <laughs> but anyway, you were saying about the lamp mm-hmm. when she gets it.
0: The stupid oh my god, the fucking lamp. So her dad's the lamp man, right? Apparently. She like she lights it because she's having a sympathetic moment because she like sees her dad, like she gets like a vision of seeing her dad at the thingy and like looking lovingly down at like the fucking square because the square has lamp posts and then we see another hallucination of the fucking lamp lighter. Who's the town's lamplighter? We don't fucking know. Is it the dad? Is it a random man? So she's like, oh, let me just fucking turn on the lamp or whatever, right? And then, like, she turns it on and then she touches something again And then like, a lash clicks or whatever, right? And this fucking Bible, this ancient-ass 200-year-old Bible pops out, right? And it has some, like, notes in it, I guess, from the dad. And then it basically says that... Um, Regina's kid is so and so's name. He was sent off to so and so because I wanted to save her or whatever. And then we learn, or she learns, that her kid is the pastor. But we don't learn that until later no. on. But you can kind yes. of tell because she's like, Ooh, you know, and again, like the theme of this movie is like religion and family and stuff like that. So we're like, duh, probably gonna be the fucking pastor of all people. But here's the thing his dad was white, right? And Regina is probably white, right? The pastor looks Hispanic. He's not very white passing. So how did two white people have a Hispanic baby? That's another thing. Inconsistency. An inconsistent thing that I was just like, that kind of took me out of the movie. You know what I mean? Because you want to enjoy it for a faith value. And I did enjoy it in some parts. But it's also like, we need to be realistic here, guys. But, But again, I'm not like a eugenicist or anything. Who knows? Because there's also some people who have like those really recessive genes and things like that. But... This one just kind of took me out. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Do we but know, I'm going to enjoy it, I guess.
1: Do we know if if the pastor's bio dad was not Hispanic or Latino? Do we know that? Go we back, saw him as white. Go
0: back to the prom scene. Go back to the prom scene, right? The yes, guy but... who danced with Regina is wearing a little tight shirt. He has the most white man mustache you can have. He has the shaggy hair. He has a shitty beard. That man is white. I mean, so, I... Oh. Who knows? I mean, Maybe he spray tans. Maybe he spray tans. I don't know.
1: Maybe he sprays tans. This is you just... And you have the church's money, perception. you might as well spend it on stupid things in a spray tan. i sure it counts.
0: There are pastors who do far worse. worse so I think Pastor Christian is fine.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I originally thought that right? his wife was going to be the kid. Because I was like, well, white equals white
0: <laughs> that would make more sense
1: yeah but that would make more not. sense right exactly that, i also thought that felicity was gonna be it's the not kid but also that couldn't be possible but yeah
0: yeah felicity is too young we can uh the people in the shop i guess are like well also this also, movie says is the, fuck ages they be older the ages
1: don't matter in this movie
0: yeah they literally yeah, I feel have like they should be a lot older they have an eight-year-old bartending <laughs> literally throughout age True. out the window yeah, she literally serves a drink to Regina. That was so funny. I don't even think she has her TBAC. You know what? But, but <laughs> no, again, it's, it's a movie. It's a movie. So she finds this out, right? And she has her own revelation. And then she goes down to the baby shop because um, this is that scene where they the pastor is like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do for my sermon because, you know, the holiday sermons are more important because it has to make an impactful thingy on the fucking community or whatever. And so she brings the lamp and they're like, what the fuck, what are you doing here? And the lamp is sentimental because it reminds them of the, uh, Regina's dad. Uh, I don't know his name, <laughs> um, but they loved Regina's dad, right? And I'm assuming the reason why Regina's dad spent so much time with these people is because that's his fucking grandson. That makes sense, right? It kind I think clicks her because it's like her well, dad's name all people, is... Why would...
1: I think Could her dad's her? name is... is daddy... And that's the only thing they refer him as.
0: No, I don't think it's daddy. Anyway, so they give him that, right? And she pulls out the Bible, um, and then they talk about it briefly. Though, yeah, and they're like, oh, it's like a aha moment. And then, um, we, uh, the opening scene to the next one is, uh, the hair shop lady singing and belting, and it's all hoobla and hooray and stuff like that. And then everyone sits down because the pastor comes and he's like, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. The story about a girl who had a baby. And the girl who had a baby was shunned by the town.
1: And guess was who that baby rapping? was?
0: It was me, bitch. <laughs> no, but it's so cheesy the way he says it. He's like, "That baby was me," and it's like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, whatever." <laughs> but he says it with like such a weird inflection, you know? Because I've been to I've been to mostly like Spanish sermons, so I don't really know how like the English people. Go about doing, or like people who speak how English sermons go, right? <laughs> I don't know what kind of inflection they use, but this one was just so cheesy and so tacky. That's why I'm like, kind of making fun of it, but I'm not making a mockery of like the community building of it. I promise, I promise. <laughs> and then he's like, that woman who had that baby was Regina, and everyone was like, <gasps> because she comes and she's dressed in white, like she's getting married. <laughs> because do you remember that one scene? It's like this, like kind of buff older guy with glasses and he like they zoom in on him specifically and he's making like the most disgusted face ever why he probably (laughs) hates regina i don't know but yeah but they introduce regina and things like that and they go about talking the story and then we see angel and all during this time you know angel's granting people's wishes not wishes but she's granting their prayers because the the pastor's wife um like, realizes she's pregnant. And that's the funny thing, is that Dolly is, like, has really interesting powers because she basically gave Regina fake cancer, right? She gave... She inseminated and pregnated the pastor's (laughs) wife. And then she fucking brings back uh, the bartender's daughter to life. So, Dolly Dolly's crazy. She went off with this one. She really um, did. But then, like, it's the ending. Yeah, the ending is herself. This
1: like movie that. was one degree away from saying Dolly Parton is actually God.
0: Dolly Parton is God in my book. You can't change, um, you can't change my mind.
1: I love that you said that Dolly Parton <laughs> inseminated the pastor's wife.
0: Literally, because like, um, what? Okay, so like. The, it's I, like a weird scene because when yes. Dolly does that, when Dolly does that, right? The wife like knows because like some people like know when they're pregnant, but it's like, how would she even know that? Like, how would she feel that it's a because Dolly inseminated her, you know, when you feel the come <laughs> in your guts or whatever, you know, that's I what she felt, I, guess.
1: I don't know. I just, I just need to know if she asked for consent. That's my interpretation. Because if she didn't ask for consent, <laughs> it's not cool. It's the same she thing says, with the whole Jesus she story. She says
0: thank you though. What does it thank mean? You? She was she's asking like, for consent before. I believe before. in angels. <laughs> you never if they're praying, and if they're praying right, and Dolly's listening, she's answering their prayer. So technically, it's consensual no, in that sense. That I is believe. not consent. But who knows? That is knows? not
1: consent. That is making a wish. Way, even that's what genies do. Even that is not asking for consent. Even,
0: even if Dolly didn't inseminate. The pastor's wife, right? He, she didn't get her pregnant. She still like granted the thingy so that like whatever her like fucked up ovaries were, like worked again. So either way, the pastor's wife knows she's pregnant. Not, and she was like, can Thank we not you, say Jesus, that she had o- she
1: a- Can we not say that she had? No, because up she's the, like, <laughs> because that's kind of fucked up that we're saying that. But
0: also. <laughs> I have hold on. I have fucked up ovaries, so I feel like it's okay for me to say it because I don't think I can okay, get. I, don't okay, think I can okay, get Pregnant, but
1: <laughs> okay. Here's <because> the thing:
0: <laughs> some, my, people, I'm, I'm some a people just warrior. have messed up.
1: I'm a consent warrior, go. and the thing that rubs me the wrong way of a religion is shut that up. Mary, shut up. never. Some people. God never asked Mary for consent. He just inseminated <laughs> her too. Some. And by people
0: by are we saying that the, messed up we, reproductive systems?
1: Are we saying that Pastor Christian's life story reflects Jesus' story? Is he the Antichrist?
0: Um, no, because like Regina had sex with an actual person, and and she didn't have sex with God. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. No one has sex mind. with Dolly. <laughs> Never mind. But Dolly mind. can like get people pregnant. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so after that scene right everyone's like hallelujah praise the lord jesus christ or whatever and then the sermon's (laughs) over and then they go and they're like or whatever the fucking stupid open whatever like opening music number they did they do that at the end again and everyone's dancing and shit and then um carl like dances with regina or whatever and christian tells carl they're like yo guess what regina's my fucking mom and he's like what and he's like i'll tell you later (laughs) And then we see uh, Felicity ascend to angel status or whatever. And then we see Dolly. And they're all sparkling and shit. And they're like, Blessed be, the- <laughs> Bless be the Lord and have a good Christmas or whatever. And then it just ends. <laughs> uh,
1: to me, to me, it seems odd that pres- the pastor will be friends with the bar mm-hmm. owner. Just because, you know, those things don't mix well. Unless the pastors are drunk. Um...
0: Some people need a drink, though. I feel like pastors probably drink or have an occasional wine.
1: Well, they're not supposed to. I don't know. That's what the Bible says. So, um, also two things. Do you think people listen to the Bible? This movie made me think of the Grinch twice. One, because the Mm -hmm. main actress in this movie, she is, uh, she's in the Jim Carrey movie. And when I saw her nose, Mm -hmm. I said, this person's a Whoville. And then it clicked when she looked outside the window. And it made me think how the Grinch looked down at Whoville saying those pretentious fucks celebrating Mm -hmm. Christmas while he's out up in the mountain. A Christmas hero of mine. And then it made Mm -hmm. me think of that. And second, the town square has a giant Christmas tree, just like Whoville.
0: Mm -hmm. Dolly Parton is Dr. Seuss. You can't change my mind. (laughs) Her mind, her power. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but yeah I'm laughing so uh, much because of the fucking martini but I think the next movie next book she's gonna adapt is Green Eggs and Ham
0: probably her adaptation her mind Um, this movie was very cheesy Um, some scenes were very heartfelt some scenes were very well executed were very well directed but the whole thing just comes off very uh, not necessarily forced but it kind of drags out, it drags out, um, so long Regina's development as a character for her, like going back to her roots or whatever. It takes out, this movie is an hour and 40 minutes long. I had to sit through all of these songs and all these characters I don't care about for an hour and 40 minutes. Do you know how long? You know how much other stuff I could have watched in that time frame? A lot, but I did this for the podcast. I'm gonna give it. <laughs> A two out of five. One only because one for the voguing, for the voguing gaze in the barbershop and two for the scene, uh, for the scene with the bartender's daughter. Every scene she's in because she was amazing. I love her. Oh. She's not her part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, she was amazing. But if you like cheesy Hallmark movies, yeah, if you like cheesy Hallmark movies, this one is definitely right up your alley. Watch it with your family, enjoy it, make fun of it, have, make <laughs> a drinking game out of it. It was enjoyable to some degree, but I didn't, uh, it was, it was too much. So, Joe, did you enjoy it? Did you like it? How do you
1: feel about it? As I said before at the beginning of this podcast, as much as this movie was awful, it had every Mm -hmm. Christmas cliche it could have in a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Child got hit by a car. Almost death. Abortion. Adoption. uh, Poor people losing Mm -hmm. their houses. uh, Pastors going against rich people capitalists. uh, Hot bitchy women uh Christmas trees. I still like this movie. <laughs> Kids being bartenders. I still like this movie. Out of five, I give it a four point eight.
0: Wow, that was like your high—the highest you've rated any of the things we re- we reviewed
1: here. This movie is better than Shrek. This movie is better than High School Musical. This movie is better than Chris, uh, Charlie Brown and the, and the Thanksgiving special. This movie is better than anything I've watched lately. The only, th- <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm knocking at point to point is because Cecilia brought up the fact that we saw dogs at the beginning of this movie and we don't know what happened to them. <laughs> we
0: don't know what happened to them. We need answers, Dolly. Dolly Parton, please let us know what happened to the dogs. If they died, if they were slaughtered, or if they got adopted, or what. Because this is a major the plot town. that needs to be filled. They fucking ran away. They broke out. They're like, we're out of here. We're getting evicted. I can't believe, Regina, I can't believe the fucking Who Whoville Mayor's wife evicted dogs two days before <laughs> Christmas. So heartless. So heartless.
1: <laughs> Whoa. She evicted them before. They just left before two days before Christmas. You never know. We will never know what happened. Do you have to those any dogs. final?
0: Do you have any final closing thoughts before yeah, we say um, goodbye? Because I,
1: my most important plot thread they never okay. answered was what happened to Cheetah Mall. What happened to it? Did they go somewhere else? What
0: happened to Cheetah Mall? Probably.
1: That's that's very important to me. There was a huge stack of papers that she was supposed to sign. What happened? Did that they build was so on...
0: many? That's a that was they, like.
1: Did they build somewhere else, or they just, just ditched their plans?
0: More than a mile long contract. That was way too many papers for what happened.
1: It was too many of them. Too many of them. Um, do many... you have any closing thoughts on this First movie? First of
0: all, absolutely not. I'm over it. I'm ready to watch something else that's not this movie. I'm so over this movie, honestly.
1: <laughs> um. I think for closing thoughts, I do... One more closing thought. <clears throat> <laughs> Dolly Parton is an angel. She plays her fake one <laughs> and a real one. She bringing, She's bringing us Christmas joy this year. Uh, mm-hmm. White Christmas cheer, because it's only white people in this movie. We get an insight of well, how <laughs> the other half lives in a poor, poor town of a Christmas square. But not only that, Shut she's up. bringing us to Corona. Virus vaccine, and I couldn't be more grateful for them than that. And I wonder if this town had a lady called Jolene, named Jolene. I want to know that. Jolene, Jolene. We're gonna get copyrighted. It was. We can't it, sign
0: up. It, it was we're gonna get a, <laughs> either way. This movie was a hot mess, and it was it was to some degree enjoyable to watch. But if y'all, would recommend to watch. I would recommend, like to to watch, I recommend socials, people watch it. I would say don't listen to Sergio. Don't listen to Sergio about anything, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you I would like to episode... follow the podcast socials. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes cut me off.
0: <laughs> if you cut like the podcast socials, I will cut you off again and again. <laughs> We're at Project Tonic on... Uh, YouTube, we're at Hunting on Twitter, we're at Project Hunting on Instagram. If you'd like to follow my personal ones, it's Miss Twitter and Instagram, Sergio, what do you before we say goodbye finally for the last time?
1: Um, I also will do another plug for Cecilia. If you, wanna, you guys want to listen to her personal podcast and catch up, listen to No One's Home, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Search Thoughts, <laughs> and I will not complicate it this time because last time it was really complicated. Or you can find me at The Christmas <laughs> Square.
0: No. (laughs) Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.